Yodiyar Taf Shin Pei. Coming to you live from the home office of Ariel Tours in my apartment in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Yes, welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Noam and Uri Kol Tov is the name of the singers, that is, and Imesh Kachech Yerushalayim, off of a release called Lach Yerushalayim, is the name of the song, and my name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome one and all, welcome to this week's edition of the Israel Show. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM and the AM. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. is all time around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we are on. We thank you so much for making us a part of your week, as so many do around the world. Last week, we had great programming over at JM in the AM, special Yom HaZikaron show, special Yom HaAtzma'ut broadcast uh, together with Nachum, myself together with Nachum. Have a listen. If you have, if you weren't uh, on board, you can listen to it. You can even watch the um, seven to nine o'clock segments on uh, online. You can go to Nachum Siegel uh, to um, get linked to uh, those broadcasts, and I am sure you will enjoy them. They were very, very good, if I may say so myself. We have a great broadcast um, planned for you today talk about um, the 100th anniversary of the San Remo Conference. We'll, we'll briefly touch on that and try to understand why, what, what was the San Remo Conference and why it's so important to Israel. And um, we'll also just briefly touch upon what's going on in Israel, all the politics, and now the um, Supreme Court of Israel that continues to um, allow itself to, <laughs> to deal with every issue of Israeli politics. It's beyond comprehension what's going on over there with the courts. The courts have decided that uh, democracy does not mean the people elect the leadership. Democracy means the people elect the leadership, they lead, and then the court decides if that's good or not. Um, I'm simplifying but a bit and taking sides a lot. <laughs> so we'll we'll just briefly touch on that and lots of information and more stuff coming up with a lot of great slow and inspirational music. Now here's a song that we usually hear fast and bouncy and uh, exciting. But there's a version of it you may not have known. We've played it before, but not for a while. Came out in 2013, Betty Pavlo. Here's the slow and inspirational version of Lo Ahafti Dai, written by Naomi Sharon. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ah, 
עוד לא הקמתי שבט, עוד לא חיברתי שיר, עוד לא ירד לי שלג באמצע הקציר. אני עוד לא כתבתי את זיכרונותיי, עוד לא בניתי לי את בית חלומותיי. עוד לא אהבתי די, הרוח והשמש על פניי. ואף על פי שאת פה ואת כל כך יפה ממך אני בורח כמו ממגפה עוד יש הרבה דברים שרציתי לעשות את בטח תסלחי לי גם בשנה הזאת עוד לא אהבתי די הרוח והשמש על פניי אהי לא אמרתי די ואם לא אם לא עכשיו אימתי בני פבלו, עוד לא אהבתי די, זה נעמי שמר קלאסיק, done, totally 180 degrees from the original arrangement, slow, inspirational, and the words are inspiring, it's talking about our love for the land of Israel, עוד לא אהבתי די, I haven't loved you enough, I haven't done enough. יום עצמאות last week was an unusual, different Yom Ha'atzma'ot, than we are used to. It commences with the torch lighting ceremony on Mount Herzl, which this year was uh, not done live. I, I, I have to presume, I'm still not sure exactly what they did. A lot of CGI, a lot of uh, screen effects. I have a feeling they recorded the different pieces, put them together, and just broadcasted. Although they made believe. I mean, they, they had a correspondent outside of Mount Herzl, where it always takes place. And at the appointed time, he came on the news and said, uh, we're going to go inside to the to Har Herzl. But he wasn't inside. He was outside. And he just, uh, could be, he just called it in. Who knows if he was even standing at that moment outside. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Um, there were some nice moments, but it's very hard without a crowd to make it exciting without the cheers of the uh, of the throngs that are usually there. Um, of the torch lighters, one that moved me because it was moving because the torch lighter was very <laughs> moved was Idan Reichel. Idan Reichel. Well Reichel Idan Reichel. Well, he's gonna say his name in a minute. So you'll be able to figure out 
what his real name is. I, I don't know why I have a block in my head. He was one of the torchlighters, and um, he, of course, mentioned his parents, his grandparents, and very interesting, diverse background. Um, and then he spoke about the other artists, uh, singing artists, recording artists, composers, as he is, and so forth, that speak to the people of Israel and become the soundtrack of their life. And then he thanked the soldiers and the police, and he just started crying. And um, it was very moving, you know, you see somebody who's a big star, who appears before tens of thousands of people when he sings and so forth. But at a moment, at a very special moment for him, and when he's thinking about those who are alive and those who gave their life for the state of Israel, he, he chokes up. So we're going to play that and then we'll go straight into um, a song of his, which is uh, done sort of vocally, vocally with piano, no uh, other instruments, I believe, in this version called Katuv Milamala, it's written from above. So first we'll have the uh, about two minutes in which he speaks at the Tekes and then Katuv um, Milamala by Idan um, Reichel. Idan Reichel. I don't know. You'll find out in a minute how he pronounces his name and what the correct way of pronouncing it is. I'll tell you how to pronounce my name. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ani Idan Reichel, Bnam Shel Rochalev, Yoav Reichel, Nisimtat Idhar Bekfar Saba. נכדם של מרים ופנחס ירקוני, ממובילי שיירות פורצי המצור על ירושלים, ונכדם של רחל ואברהם רייכל, מבוני הארץ. משים הסבועה זו, לכבוד ענקי הזמר העברי בעבר, והיוצרים הנפלאים בני זמננו. הזמרים, הנגנים, המפיקים, אנשי הקול והאור, אנשי האולפנים, וחברה אל במות ישראל. לפני הקלעים ומאחורי הקלעים, כולנו חוליה בשרשרת יצירה ישראלית. לכבוד הקהל שמאזין, ושלכבודו אנו מופיעים, ושמאפשר את יצירת חיינו. לכבודם של כוחות הביטחון, אנשי הצללים, ועד אחרון החיילים במוצב הרחוק, החיילים שנפלו, החיילים שנפצעו בגופם ובנפשם. כל אלה אפשרו ומאפשרים לחבריי ולי לעלות על כל במה למען הקהל מדן ועד אילת בכל ערב בביטחון. ולכבודם של ותיקי הארץ והעולים מכל קצוות תבל שהביאו איתם מסורת רבת שנים ויחד בתמהיל שהוא פלא יצרו את פס הקול של החברה שלנו הישראלית שהיא באמת שבט מופלא, אחים ואחיות. ולתפארת מדינת ישראל. Thank you. 
שוב אני מלא געגוע. תראי הזמן לא ושוב הלחץ בחזר מזכיר לי שנשאר הגעגוע היית אומר את זה כתוב מלמעלה תיקח את הכאב איתך, תמשיך תמיד רק הלאה תראי הזמן תמיד ממשיך ונוסע לאן אני לא יודע ואין מי שיגיד, תראה, יהיה בסדר ואין אצלי כבר אור שיאיר לי את הדרך וזה חוזר אליי בכל מקום ושר לך חולם אותך כל לילה כל לילה זיכרונות של אהבה למצוא אצלך פינה חמה That's the way he pronounces it. Idan Reichel. I'll have to uh, repeat that and repeat that until I get it right. Idan Reichel. <laughs> With his uh, torch lighting on the Yom Atzmot Eve and Katumil Mala, the uh, piano version as it's called. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have amazing listeners. And one of them who goes by the... Uh, by the username 1948, commented on the app, on the Nachum Siegel Network app, that he has in his calendar, and I will add correctly so, that this coming Motzei Shabbat and Sunday is the Yorzeit, Tet Zayin Iyar, of Eli Cohen, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, Da'ad Al-Kidush Hashem, was hanged in fact, in the public square of Damascus. And there's a picture 
one of the last photos of him alive, you can't even see his face, you see his back, meeting with the rabbi of, uh, of Damascus or of Syria, one of the chief rabbis by the name of Nisim Nadavo HaKohen, in which he davened, he said vidui. He grew up as a as a very traditional young man in 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 Egypt. So he had an opportunity to write a last letter, a last note to his wife, and the last words of his last letter before he's hanged are hit nishmati, pray for my neshama as we would say it in Ashkenaz, that my neshama should have an aliyah, le'iluim nishmati, but really for, the mem- for my memory, for the memory of my, uh, of my soul and that my soul should go up to heaven. And so for many years we've spoken about Eli Cohen and he's, who did so much for, for the state of Israel and uh, we shared with everybody that it would be so appropriate for us to try and fulfill, actually to fulfill his last wish by davening for his memory, for his neshama on Matzei Shabbat and Sunday, his yard site, Ted Zayn Iyar, and listener 1948 writes that he has it on his calendar. So that is amazing. Thank you. I'm very touched. And this is an opportunity for me to remind everybody to do that. Hopefully we'll mention it on JMDM as well on Friday. Eliyahu Ben Shaul HaKohen. His mother's name was Sophia. The daughter is named after her. He was 40 years old. Unbelievable. He was 40 years old and what he accomplished in a lifetime. There is currently on Israeli television Khan Echadisre a series, a documentary series, um, which is bringing new things to light based on the the protocols of the military trial that he had. Now, obviously, that was a show trial. Um, these protocols seem to be well. The the trial was was behind closed doors. But somehow they seem to have gotten part of the protocols. Could very well be that they just uh, watched Syrian television. The Mossad was tuned in those days. Uh, they were able to tune into Syrian television and record the information, and then somebody transcribed it. I'm not 100% sure. I, I saw part of it yesterday, and now when I try to go on it, it's blocked for people who live outside of Israel. So hopefully it'll they'll open it up and you'll be able to see more. There was a write-up in Idiot Achronot, which, which, which aggravated me, I must say, where uh, the writer, I think his name is Yehuda Nuriel, quotes Eli Cohen speaking derogatorily about Israel at the trial as if he really meant to say these <laughs> derogatory things about Israel, not understanding or not wanting to understand that those things were said not necessarily because he believed them. Maybe he did, but he was clearly speaking to a certain audience, hoping to save his life, to say the right thing in front of this tribunal of judges 
in Syria who he had met, some of whom he had been very friendly with, and suddenly they turn around and find out he's a traitor. So to quote, I don't know, to, to, to quote things that he said at the trial that could very well be, were twisted, I, I can't understand that. One of the, again, we don't know how he was caught. There's a million different theories out there. There's a new theory now that uh, Russia might have had a, a mole in Israeli intelligence and um, that the information provided by that mole uh, ended up with him and Wolfgang Lutz, who was a, a spy for Israel in Egypt, getting caught. And uh, they were similar times that they were caught. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. I don't think we'll ever find out in a really strong... I mean... I don't think there'll be conclusive evidence as to how he was caught. The family, his wife Nadia, who suffered so much, not even having a kever to go to, and uh, doesn't know, did the Mossad abandon him? Should they have brought him in sooner? And so forth. And all these issues are discussed in the documentary, the first part of which was shown. Uh, yesterday I don't know when the next parts are but if you're in Israel you could watch it or you can watch it here when it's live you can watch it you just can't watch the YouTube version afterwards on uh, with the app the Khan Echadisre app the we discussed the torch lighting ceremony on uh, Har Herzl Mount Herzl at the opening of Yom HaTzma'ut well it ends Yom HaZikaron and it opens Yom HaTzma'ut the song with which they opened, beautifully done by Hanan Ben-Ari, Mishahu Holech Tamiditi is a classic of Ofra Chaza. I mean, she's the one who first sang it and, and it became a huge hit. Uh, it was covered by so many different artists, including Avram Fried, who sings a beautiful version of it. This was um, done with a with pictures in the background, video in the background that was very moving. We'll post a link to the YouTube video, although you can just look it up if you want. You can just look up Hanan Ben Arimi Shuhu Holech Tamiditi, Tekes Hamasu Ot, if you want to add that, and you'll find it really, really nice, moving, emotional. So um, here it is, recorded live at the Tekes, at the ceremony on Mount Herzl, Hanan Ben-Ari, Mishahu Halech Tamiditi, somebody is always walking with me. We look up to the heavens and we realize that somebody is always with us. What a message. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
שאלתי, לחשתי, בשביל מה? החורף שוב יכה בי כל כך והמבט כוסה גרירי בשתי עיניים ומסדקי קירות מבת העצב שאלתי, לחשתי עד מתי אך לטרף עם רוח ערב עלינו אשר לא על גג ביתי אני My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us this week as in every week. Today on the secular calendar, May the 4th, 
1947 is the anniversary, well, today, May the 4th, 2020, is the 73rd anniversary of May the 4th, 1947, when the famous Akko prison break took place. If you're not familiar with it, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but basically, the Etzel engineered an unbelievable mission to free prisoners from the British governors, the British mandate that was governing the land of Israel before 1948. And uh, it was daring and amazing and became famous as a result of the movie directed by Preminger, based on the book by Leon Uris, Exodus. If we look at Exodus now, I got to tell you, it seems so campy and so kitschy, but in those days it was a major hit. The, uh, it, was a, it was successful in that they freed 27 Irgun and Lehi members who were uh, incarcerated by the British at the time. And it also made the British feel, what should we say, I don't want to say stupid, but incompetent and unable to even, like a simple thing like making sure their prison doesn't get knocked over. Um, This was an operation carried out by the Etzel under the directorship of Menachem Begin Zichron Olivracha. Someone pointed out today, very interestingly, that in the movie Exodus, which was made in the 60s, or, uh, yeah, in the 60s, I believe. No, in the 50s, probably. Um, We could easily look it up and find out, but for now, it was made during the time that Mapai, Ben-Gurion, and the left, and the labor, were totally in control of everything. And so even though Otto Preminger, the uh, director, was told, was informed by people who were involved in the operation of the prison break, of Akko prison break, that it was the work of the Irgun, the Etzel, Ben-Gurion and crew made sure, it's very fascinating, made sure that in the movie, the story would be told in such a way that there really was barely any Etzel and Lechi, and that the prison break was all planned and carried out. The whole operation was done by the Haganah, and they're the ones who get the uh, the credit for it. It's amazing how the Bolsheviks ran Israel. The movie, by the way, was at, came out in 1960, but, so we're talking about the late 50s when it was produced. It starred Paul Newman, probably one of the bigger actors at the time, best names, Eva Marie Saint, Salminio, and and it was a huge blockbuster at the time, an epic film, they call it, right? Um, So, we remember today those who fell, those who were hanged by the British in, uh, in the Akko prison, but we also remember that from 1948 until 1977, Israel was really ruled by a tough, 
I would say Bolshevik style rulership that wanted to make sure that their enemies, their political enemies, are kept down and silent. And with the rise of Menachem Begin, ironically, to become prime minister in 1977, all that changed because he brought a totally different outlook and understanding of freedom, of liberty, and so forth, of uh, anti-Bolshevism, of liber- liberalness, not in the sense of uh, leftism, but of being open to, to all, I, even ideas and opinions of those who differ with you. Song by Ariel Horowitz, the son of Nomi Shemer. Very fascinating song. I heard it yesterday for the first time, but it's uh, it's old. It's ten years old. It's called the Ligmar Kamo Brenner. Brenner is a reference to Yosef Chaim Brenner, who in Tough Reish Pei Aleph, nineteen twenty-one, was killed by Arabs. Who? What is that? Twenty seven years before there was a state of Israel were already slaughtering Jews. Why? Oh, because of the occupation, of course. <laughs> no, you understand what I'm saying, right? That was cynicism. And Yosef Chaim Brenner was slaughtered in Yafo. He was an author, he was a writer, a thinker. And the song is all about what would I do if I was in certain situations for example, if there was a dictatorship, for example, we, do we think about what the non-Jews during the Holocaust said? Would I get up, would I have the guts to get up and face it, face the dictatorship and, and save Jews if I was a, a, a starving person in, in India or some other place? where my life was miserable, would I have the guts to leave my parents' home, to go to the world and, and find a better place to live? And the idea basically is that at the end of each thing he says, maybe, maybe I would have the guts, but probably not. Ain't Tom There's no there's no reason for these kind of questions. Because probably not. But then he says at the end of the refrain, Amod Bitel Aviv. Where not far from where Brenner was murdered by the Arab mobs. Stand in Tel Aviv Be'em in the middle of the street. Habet Saviv, look around. Potov. Here things are good. I don't need to ask whether I would stand up against against dictatorship or hunger or any other evil. If I would be, if I would have lived here a hundred years ago, would I be one of the first to be one of the founders of Tel Aviv? That was in the middle of nowhere. Yashen be'ezecheder, sleeping in some room. Tanim yalel, the, uh, the, the wolves at night, the um, jackals at night are, are screaming. You're afraid that you're going to end up like Brenner, dead. Would I have had the guts 
to leave my comfortable home and go into the sands that eventually become Tel Aviv. But today, there's no need for the questions. Because when you stand in the middle of the street in Tel Aviv and you look around and you see everything is great. And that's true for the people who left the old city of Yerushalayim to settle the Yerushalayim and, and so many cases in Israel. So, I don't know, heard it yesterday for the first time, fell in love with the idea, with the melody. He is an amazing uh, uh, person, Ariel Horowitz. His songs are great. So we'll share it with you here. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. אם הייתי חי בדיקטטורה אפלה, האם היה לי אומץ לעמוד מולה, לרוץ אל השוטרים, לזרוק להם קללות, כשהם על הסוסים ויש להם עלות, יכול להיות שכן. קרוב לוודאי שלא. אין טעם לכאלה שאלות. אם הייתי בן למשפחה מוכת רעב, אי שם בהודו או בחוף השנהב, האם על חיי הייתי אז נלחם, עוזב את בית הוריי, יוצא לעולם. יכול להיות שכן, קרוב לוודאי שלא. אין טעם לכאלה שאלות. עמוד בתל אביב, באמצע הרחוב.
in the middle of the street in Tel Aviv and look around. Po Tov. Here things are good. And uh, Israel is uh, now coming out of the quarantines and so forth and announcing a slow thawing of all the freezes that came as a result of Corona. I'm sure that you'll, uh, if you listen to or follow any news from Israel, you'll hear about it. Yesterday and today, Israeli Supreme Court heard arguments from um, several organizations, leftist organizations, who have support of many uh, foreign governments, unfortunately, that would be happy to see Israel in chaos. Well, they decided that even though the law in Israel specifically says that you can be the prime minister even though you have an indictment against you, yet they believe that 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 there's a loophole for which they want to use the loop. They want to use the loophole to make sure that Netanyahu does not get uh, to be prime minister. And the loophole is that that law was regarding a prime minister that is sitting, a sitting prime minister, and this is not that case. He has an indictment, but he's now going to become the prime minister and put the head of the coalition. And um, they wanted the, the Supreme Court to put out an injunction against that. The craziness of it all is that the question came before the Supreme Court before the elections. Supreme Court said, it's not a relevant question because who knows what's going to happen after the elections. We don't know what the results of the election is going to be. Now that a, an agreement has been reached between the two large parties, between Likud and Kaholavan, 70 Knesset members, a big majority as coalitions go, now the court is going to hear an argument that maybe Netanyahu can't be prime minister. And they're doing this very openly. 11 justices, live television coverage, excuse me, which is usually not the case when the Supreme Court in Israel sits. 
So what are you going to say to the voters? Yeah, you voted for him, and he, millions of voters who voted for him, for Netanyahu, but now we're going to determine that he, 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 he really can't be prime minister. So your vote was, was, was meaningless. We're going to overturn the voice of the people. There, that was this uh, uh, session on Sunday. The session today was about the coalition agreement, the politics. This too, the court is now going to decide whether there are parts of the coalition agreement that they don't like. I've said it again, I've said it before, I've said it, I'm going to say it again. The courts in Israel are out of control. And unfortunately, the work by minister, former Minister of Justice Ayala Shaked to get the court to be somewhat more more for to to keep the court system the the judicial branch within the bounds of the judiciary and not have them run the country this group of unelected people who basically vote themselves in and then vote their friends in well she is not going to be the minister of justice anymore and so it's almost like Netanyahu has done everything possible to not allow whatever reforms that she was uh, working on and, and has made some progress on that he should not, he will not allow those to go to to continue. I, I don't understand that it would be in his interest unless it's not in his interest because he doesn't want the courts to view him in a negative light. He'd rather be nicey nicey good boy and have a chance that the courts don't throw him out because he's afraid maybe that if he allows the reforms, the judicial reforms that uh, Ayelet Shaked wanted to carry out, if he allows that, then the courts will use an opportunity to get rid of him. It's really scary that, that, that the prime minister, who clearly it has the support of the people, the people who voted for him knew that he had an indictment. These last elections took place after the indictment. And they still voted for him. I'm briefly going to touch on uh, the 100th anniversary of the San Remo Conference. If you know the very basic outline of the history of modern Israel, you know that a key point was the Balfour Declaration. This was during World War I. The British, who were a huge empire and, and uh, had colonies all over the world, announced their intention to create in what we call Eretz Israel, what was known then as Palestine, to create a homeland for the Jewish people. It was worded vaguely, obviously, but it was the first time since Koresh that there's such a proclamation. But the proclamation really doesn't have any legal standing. It wasn't binding on anyone. In the 1920s, the victors of World War I got together and basically chopped the Middle East into pieces and gave the bigger piece... It's like the matzahs, right? You give the bigger piece to the Afikoman. They gave the bigger piece to Britain and the smaller piece, which included Syria and Lebanon. Well, Lebanon became a state then. 
to the French. And what these uh, two great colonial powers did was take a ruler and make lines and said, okay, this now we're going to call this Iraq, we're going to call this Jordan, Transjordan, we're going to call this Lebanon. Doesn't matter who, which, which warring tribes are here, <laughs> that they won't be able to live together, that they'll kill each other. The whole mess that is the Middle East today is a result of the way the British and the French dealt with this area, with this territory after World War I. Because before World War I, it was all under the brutal control of the Ottoman Empire. There was no Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, and so forth. There weren't any borders before World War I in, in the Middle East. The San Remo Conference is where uh, the first international agreement recognizing Zionism and in fact including in the terms of the agreement the text of the Balfour Declaration that there should be a Jewish state in Eretz Israel. this was the first time in our history of the last 2000 years and was a great great reason for joy Rav Cook and other great rabbis were so jubilant at the um, at the word that the San Remo conference and agreement had in it very clearly stated that the British are being given this territory which was called Palestine at the time by everybody um, given that territory in order to create a Jewish state to get it up to speed in order to create a Jewish state. If they felt the state could come up, come about right now, they would probably have agreed to, to come up right now. But they gave it to the British with that understanding. Of course, the British mishandled everything, and we have the mess we have today. And hence, we celebrate 100 years of that great moment. Uh, we're going to close out with Idana Median Nigmar, played it on uh, Yom Azikaron. We found out that it was one of Ohad's favorites as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, yes, Yoni is back with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novak Now with Jake Novak. Jake discusses how Mayor de Blasio's comments and conduct regarding the Jewish community are a microcosm of the whole corona fiasco. Tune in. And then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jam in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. אני יושב עכשיו קרוב אל השמיים מנסה למצוא תשובות לשאלה על הדרך גם חולץ את הנעליים חיילים עכשיו עוזבים את המרכבה כן אני יושב שם חושב קצת עלייך להכאיב מעט ללב 
את המשפט הבא את בטח מכירה. יום-יומיים אני בא בחזרה. נגמר, נגמר, נגמר. ובדרך כשיצאנו אל הבית, אז יצאנו בפלאפל בפינה. ואנשים שם הסתכלו מחאו כפיים, הגיבורים שלנו אמרו באהבה. ואני עומד שם מסתתר, קצת גדול עליי להיות זה ששומר, ובין ביס לביס עולב עם מחשבה, לעזאזל כמה גיבורים יש במדינה. נגמר, 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 אפשר למנות כמעט שנתיים, והיום אני עסוק בהשלמה. בעוד רגע כבר אשמע את הכפיים, ואז אצעק בכל כוחי מהבמה. ואם שומעים, אם מקשיבים, עוד אפשר למצוא...